What is going on with you guys? And it is another time for another update Monday. I'm not going to lie. I almost forgot about getting you guys this podcast experience, uh, mainly because we actually skipped the last one. It was so much on my plate for the last two weeks. And of course, I'll go ahead and get into what's been going on for these last two weeks, just being extremely busy. But without losing my one track mind, I want to talk to you guys about something that has been happening in our update Monday. And man, it's it's definitely been a bumpy ride. 100,000 subscribers. I think it's barely hitting me now. Like I've, I've had this plaque, I want to say for about two weeks. I've had 100,000 subscribers for maybe a few months. And that is in the top one percentile of content creators. And it's ridiculous. And another ridiculous stat to put up there. I'm also in the top 1% of Twitch content creators, which is just another remarkable statistic that I, I can't, I don't even know how to, how to, how to fathom these words to, to take the top 1% in two particular categories, one without even knowing that I did it. Like I just, you know, went up and looked up some statistics for Twitch and was like, yo, you're in a 38%, the point 38 percentile. I'm like, you mean 38%? No, the point 38 percentile. I'm like, sheesh. So when I guess I said, when I say the top 1%, it's a little bit of an understatement. Top 38.38 percentile is, is just ridiculous. And it's really exciting to be here. It really is. Um, let's talk about the struggle guys. Um, I started, I want to say roughly in 2012 and why I started, I got fired from, uh, Nike. Uh, I remember you guys are probably hear the story over and over again. Hey, Sabrina, you want to bring that to me? Yeah, you can. I got fired from Nike. Uh, what year was that? Sabrina 2012. Yeah, it was, I think it was 2012. I got fired from Nike and no, it couldn't have been 2014, 2012. I got fired from Nike and Sabrina told me. Yo, don't worry about working, like getting another job, you know, just do whatever you want to do. Basically be a bum. Basically. I mean, that's what she, she, you know, she knows that I'm a, she saw me working extremely hard my entire life and she wanted to be like, yo, you know, I got you just relax for a little bit, but you guys should already know me. If you know me, I mean, that's pretty much what these podcasts are for to learn more about me. I don't take doing nothing kindly. So for the first, I want to say what month, maybe. I did nothing but play Madden, nothing, absolutely nothing but play Madden. And I just relaxed and paid Madden. It was like, it was like for the first time in my life, I was actually able to do what I want when I want, you know, one of those, well, I just was actually able to relax, like take a mental step back. What, what's crazy is that while I was playing Madden, Sabrina never questioned me. She never asked me, yo, you need to get up and, you know, told me, yo, you need to get up and do something with you, with yourself. She never said, um, you got to do this, that, and this. She, she never said it. It just never happened. And I was really expecting that to happen at one point in time. But, uh, when we get into like the third week, rent's already paid and everything. I ain't got no more money. Like through, through Nike, you know, my check ran out and everything week after we're just, uh, we're still sitting here and I'm still playing Madden and I'm still going to stores and playing Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm like literally living my best life. 
I believe I was 18 or 19 at the time. I felt like I was a little, I felt like I was the 17 year old, 18 year old me before I had a kid. And when I had my own place, I can do whatever the hell I wanted, except now I have even more time to do whatever the hell I wanted because I didn't have a job. But like I said, if you know, you give me time and I'll fill it with something to do. So I wasn't necessarily bored of Madden, but I really wanted to get into the stuff that I wanted to do. And Madden wasn't the only thing I wanted to do. I wanted to, um, I wanted to get back into selling Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And with the ample amount of money um, that we did have at the time, uh, consider you know the place and social status that we were in, it was like, yo, I want to buy and sell Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Like you know, I, I got a little bit. We got a little bit of extra on the side. You know, let's let's do it. I actually had a bonus check that just popped in out of nowhere. It was like, uh, I think four or five hundred dollars or something like that. And my first thought was, yo, let me buy some Yu-Gi-Oh cards with this. I bought some Yu-Gi-Oh cards, but then I realized, yo, I'm not going to buy Yu-Gi-Oh cards at, you know, market value. I'm going to go ahead and buy them for cheaper. And then in case if I ever want to sell them, I can buy them for cheaper. Well, it started to figure out that I had money and a lot of people didn't have just extra money to spend around. Nobody really had like 500 extra dollars to spend. So people were selling to me at a pretty good like, you know, I believe that I, I want to say I don't remember exactly the percentages, but it was a really good percentage. And I was able to sell to other people when they got their money at a certain percentage. It was almost like I was a broker. It was like, yo, this $500 turned into $700. The $700 turned to $1,000. And my collection just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger throughout the process of buying people's collections. So it started to become to, in a sense, where I'm making almost as much as Sabrina buying and selling Yu-Gi-Oh cards. She was working at Walmart. <coughs> Excuse me. We had a little, uh, a little apartment, a four hundred dollars a month apartment, in the middle of the hood. Well, not in the middle of the hood, but in the middle of Vegas, which is like at the edge of the hood. <coughs> and we were doing, you know, we were doing fairly well. You know, she get her Walmart check. Uh, I'd make my money through selling Yu-Gi-Oh cards, buying and selling Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and we did fairly well. But that didn't really stop me because I wanted more. Buying and selling Yu-Gi-Oh cards is is cool. You know what I mean? That that that's all great and everything, but. That wasn't my passion. I've always had this this innate ability to hustle. Uh, even back when when I was in school, I used to buy and sell candy. I used to buy and sell Capri Suns. I used to buy and sell uh, soda, buy it from the store and then sell it in school. And my motto was, uh, excuse me, guys, but you guys are going to hear uh, something uh, very vulgar. Motto was buy something, bitch. And uh, yeah, it, it, it worked really well. Like, dog, I would buy... Um, a 12 pack of, of Sprite Coke Sunkiss was my least, like it sold the least. I knew that Sunkiss would sell at gym time, but Sunkiss was like, Oh my God, people did not like Sunkiss, but Sprite Coke, those would sell out really fast. Um, Mountain Dew sell out really fast. I'd buy some of the popular brands. Can soda was like what? $4 for, for, for a pack of 12 sell it for a dollar each dog. That was some lucrative money. And it got to the point where I was making so much money. I was just paying people off. I was paying my sister off to like do my chores. Like I was, I, I've always been a person that when I get into some money, I make sure that my family's straight. You know what I mean? Like my sister's like, yeah, I wash your dishes. I'm like, yeah, I'll give you some candy and I give you some money. You know, you got, you got, I got a little niece. She like maybe four or five at that time. You know, here's some money, you know, take care of yourself. You know, you look nice, you know, go get yourself something extra. I was always that type of dude. So when I got to that particular situation, when it came to selling Yu-Gi-Oh cards, it was like, yo, you know, bird, you know, 
take it easy. You know, you don't got to go every day to work. You know, you can take some time off if you need to. Don't worry. I got you. Here's some money. Go, go take care of yourself. Go look nice. You know what I mean? So it's, it's still the same thing, but I knew that I wanted more. I knew that me buying and selling Yu-Gi-Oh cards was a finite uh, experience. Just like how I bought and sold candy. I knew from that time, I was like, yo, it might not be the exact same circumstances and the circumstances of me stopping selling candy is that I got kicked out of school for extortion. Some of the people was trying to sell on my turf and I was extorting them different story. But, um, I knew that it wasn't going to last forever and it wasn't a thing to last forever. It was just something to, you know, let me, you know, make money and coast. So I'm buying and selling these Yu-Gi-Oh cards and I go back to like, what, what is, what is the Cali effect like? So what does Leon like to do? This is before the Cali effect. What does Leon like to do? You know what I mean? What does he want to do? And I've always, I I've have between theater and broadcast journalism. Um, I've taken that class just about every year since middle school. So sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th. I've taken some type of broadcast journalism uh, music or theater class my entire life. So while well, I did ditch a lot, the times that I did go there, you know, I, I, you know, it was just something that, you know, I've always gravitated towards. So now that I, you know, have those skills and I have an iPod touch and I have ambition, I want to make this channel. There was actually, um, a content creator. His name is dub dad, uh, black, uh, content creator for YouTube. And I aspired to be like him. Me, Meshach, yes, Meshach was then, uh, back then, aspired to be like him. We wanted to make YouTube videos like his. And that's where, you know, I picked up my camera and I started again. I seen somebody, uh, another friend of mine, he uh, had 2,500 subscribers, you know, and M. Cole 40, you know, acknowledged him. So I, I thought, yo, if he can do it, why can't I do it? So I started making YouTube videos and... When I started making YouTube videos, the, the criticisms like, oh my God, guys, it was, it was, it was bad. People said that I suck. People made all types of negative opinions towards me. People that didn't know me, people that knew little of me, people that, that weren't necessarily my friend. They all had some type of negative opinion of me because I wanted to make content. You know what I mean? And at the time. The person with 2,500 subscribers was the biggest guy there. We never really communicated about that. I never really reached out or did anything, but I had ambitions of being a very, very good content creator. So I start off, I believe my first, first, first video is it's either, I think it's a, it's an agent deck profile. It's a Herald agent deck profile. And my son's in the background, like, you know, Isaiah, he's all in the background and shit. And from there, I just... I, I, I felt natural. It felt like I was back in a space where I could be me and I thrived and I loved it. So not only was I selling Yu-Gi-Oh cards on the back end, I was making YouTube videos. Now, as you know, YouTube videos don't make no money when you start none whatsoever. Um, my YouTube videos were very basic. They didn't really get much attention. I didn't really have, I don't think I've ever had a video. Now it was just, boom, it's a banker. You know what I mean? I never had a video that like kind of put me on the map. 
everything that I've done has just been through hard work and dedication. Everything I've done is strictly just hard work and dedication. There's no one video like that. People can reference and be like, yo, this is what made the Cali effect the Cali effect. And speaking of such, I bet you wonder where exactly did I get the name from? Uh, just another reason why I think I was destined to do this. I've always had the name. I always had the name in the back of my head. So when I made the channel, I just said the Cali effect. It was no real thought to it. I didn't have to sit down and, you know, put my head to it and blah, blah, blah. No, the Cali effect. And I was living at the Vegas, in Vegas at the time. A part of me was like, ah, maybe I should change it. Maybe, you know, just a little bit because, you know, no, just keep it the Cali effect. It is what it is. And I never really had that problem. So uh, years go by and I start to amass some subscribers. And I'm going to tell you my first, very, first, very first pitfall as a content creator. My very first content, uh, you know, thing is a pitfall is that I got to a certain amount of subscribers and I thought that I was the shit. I'm going to fast forward to about 2014. Um, we're living with uh, Sabrina's parent her mother. And if I remember correctly, we moved back with her. It wasn't that we didn't have the money to stay where we at, or we didn't have the money to move somewhere else. It was that we wanted to go back to school. Um, inside of the apartment, a neighbor was like, my, my next door neighbor was like, they were having an argument. She was like, so what? I buy my own crack. And I was like, you know what? I've been in this place before I'm leaving. You know what I mean? Never forget, that was the last day I spent in those apartments. So, those two things were the reason. And when I wanted to go to school, the area wasn't good. And on top of that, um, Sabrina's mother was like, yo, y'all can come back and stay here. You know, we came, we spent the night, you know, a couple of times before and everything. But she was like, yo, you guys should come back home, all this other stuff, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'd love to have you here. And I'm like, yo. How much do you want a month? She was like $200. $200? That means all the other money I can do with whatever I want? $200? That, that's like, that's that's not even, that's not even work for me. For $200 a month, that's not even work. That's easy. So yeah, we moved back in. And Ivan was like, yo, you know, we'll, we'll put food in the house and I'll pay for the, uh, the, the uh, internet bill. You know, I'll, I'll do all that easy. No, no problem. Like $200. Oh yeah, that's easy. So, um, we're going back. Sabrina's working at the, she, she, <laughs> one thing I love to talk about with Sabrina is that now she can't beat me, but before her pay would, every time I get like a higher pay, her pay would always eclipse mine. When she started working at, when she, well, I, she wasn't working. I worked at Nike. She got hired at Walmart. She got paid more than me, which is like ridiculous because most Walmart people get paid minimum. She got paid more than me, whatever. I start selling Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I get paid more than her. She gets this job at the Hilton. She started making more than me. I'm like, what the dog? You can't, this is ridiculous. So Sabrina starts working at the Hilton and she's, she's making some good money. I'm making good money. We're trying to go to school, you know, um, and how that came out to fall out, how the school came out to fall out is that I met with one professor and this one particular professor told me, um, basically, he convinced me that college wasn't for me. I'm not going to say college isn't for everybody or isn't for anybody. Maybe college is for some people. College ain't for me. It wasn't worth the investment. 
Um, I was going for business. He was like, dog, why, why are you going for business if you already have a business? Pretty much. He didn't say it like straight up, but he said it in so many different words. So I stopped going. And I was like, forget it. Why, why am I going if I'm already going to be there? Continued to sell cards. And my YouTube channel starts to pick up. Now, for the longest, even though I had the option to monetize, I was not monetizing my videos. I wasn't. I was not monetizing my videos, which now that I look back at it, that was kind of, that was really dumb. There was no reason not to monetize my videos. Monetizing your videos actually gives you more exposure too. So it was like shooting yourself in the foot, Callie. <laughs> not only did you not get money, you also prevented yourself from getting viewed more. That was not smart. Um, so I stopped going to college and the situation that we're in is fairly hostile. Um, Sabrina's mother is not someone I would ever want to live with or ever would want to live with me, period. Um, and just as the situation devolved, we looked for a way out. I mean, granted, we was only paying $200, but $200 isn't worth your sanity. So we found an apartment and we moved out of that place into an apartment and that's when my channel started to slow to a crawl around that time was when my channel started to become nothing. And I believe I was maybe about 20,000 subscribers. I was 20,000 subscribers for like what we moved out, maybe 2000 late 2015, 2016. I started 2012 moved out of my apartment, maybe 2013, 2014 stayed till 2015. So maybe late 2015, uh, channel struggling, like we're doing all bad the whole year, 2015 and mid 2016, I'm ready to quit. I'm like, you know what? Maybe this isn't for me. I call up Nike. Nike's like, you know, I'm talking about, yo, you know, we're flirting about coming back and everything, you know, going back to work. And then I meet Dave, Dave from MetaMats. I'll never forget this story. Because there's so much within this story. Dave's like, yo, you know, I like your videos, you know, stuff like that. I really enjoyed them, all this other stuff. Would you like to do a partnership? Like, look, I appreciate the partnership, but I'm about to quit. You know what I mean? I'm on my way out. You know what I mean? And he's like, no, you know, uh, I don't think it'd be good to quit. I can help you. I know Dazif. I know um, Yugi Nono at the time. Yugi Nono was booming. And, you know, they could help you. And you know what? I'm like, I ain't really got nothing else to lose. I'll try it. So I start talking to, to, to David. And to be honest, he didn't really give me any like tips to make YouTube better other than upload more often. That was uploading like three times a week. I was like, yeah, just upload more. Disease for our, um, Yugi no, no, never talk to me. I tried to reach out to them. They never really reciprocated the same energy. You know what I mean? So I started uploading more and then the channel started, you know, doing a lot better. And then I started figuring out a formula. And once I started figuring out the formula, that's when I started to realize that in order to make YouTube content, you got to have a vision. At that time, I was just uploading videos because I wanted to upload videos. 
I didn't have a particular goal, a vision plan, a storyboard, a, uh, a reason to upload videos. I was just uploading videos, upload videos. But then I started to realize, yo, if I coordinate these videos with these events, we're good. So I started doing exactly that. I started coordinating the videos with the events and things started going really nicely. Dave calls me from Metamats and he's talking about people are complaining about me. And they're saying that, you know, I'm banned from every shop in Vegas. Um, uh, you know, I steal cards and shit like that. The whole nine. And so I tell Dave, I'm like, yo, um, these people are obviously saying malicious things that aren't true. I broke down the whole story about um, the particular shop that I was banned from. I'm no longer banned now. Who would have guessed? Um, and gave him the whole spill. And he's like, okay, you're good. I'll back you up. I want to say about a week later, Dave messaged me back. And he's like, yo, I got to drop you. That hit me. That, I'm telling you, that made me tight. That made my heart like clench. And I was, I was upset. I was upset because he said he had my back. I was upset because people just can lie on me. You know what I mean? Like, like you could just tell a bold face lie about me. You know what I mean? That because, you know, he said he had my back and, and, and people could just tell a bold face lie. But more importantly, my pride was hurt. The person that, that, you know, supposedly or not supposedly the person that reached out for me on, on when I'm ready to quit on what you can consider was my YouTube's darkest days was also the person to turn his back on me when, you know, I'm, 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 I'm trying, I'm, I'm making it, you know what I mean? So he drops me and my motivation shoots through the roof. Um, I want to say maybe, so I had 20,000 subscribers, maybe in 20, 2015-2016. And during his time, I think we maybe had we were together for maybe like four months. I gained about five, six thousand subscribers. So a pretty nice gain. But after he dropped me, I went from around twenty-five thousand subscribers to sixty thousand subscribers in like a year. I was that determined. I was that focused. I was that driven. I was that into making content creation videos and I was getting paid for it. So that helped tremendously being able to, you know, pay, pay significant bills with my content was huge. Like I thought that that was like dope as hell. So those things combined allowed me to, to actually coast in, 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 in focus and at this whole time, I'm still vending, guys. I'm still selling cards. I'm I'm slanging Yu-Gi-Oh cards like is, like is crack at this point in time. But now that I think about it, this is around 2018, maybe 2017, 2018. Because so maybe me and Dave worked for a little bit longer than that one, or maybe my time is a little bit off. But regardless, this is around 2017, 2018. Electromite drops, and that's when my my content just kind of shoots through the roof. And um, 
since then, we've been on a steady path. We've had, actually, we've had uh, quite a few pitfalls. Uh, the one that was just recent was this one that just came out um, between the forbidden list and this particular list where things were not going good at all. But I already knew through past trials and tribulations that this wasn't going to be for long. You know what I mean? Not at all. So um, we, we went through a lot. And I can't be mad at Dave. I'm not. He did what was the most interest for his business. But at the same time, I feel like he lost a valuable piece. Because after I left, the company, I haven't seen too much of the company since. And I don't wish anything anything wrong. You know, I don't wish any ill will towards him or anything. But I still think what he did and what he has done afterward has been pretty fucked up. Like, that's not, you came to me as a brother, you spoke, we spoke about things outside of business, and then even afterward, you just ain't, it just ain't right. So, after that 60,000 subscribers, I slowed down a lot more than I wanted to. And we went through a period of like, Just slowness. You know what I mean? I think that was the best way to put it. Just slowness. And that period was really good because it allowed me to gather myself. We wind up buying a house. We wind up, you know, I wound up talking to other content creators and learning a lot of information. And it allowed me to set myself up to getting to that 100,000 subscribers fairly quickly. Now we're almost at 120,000 subscribers. At the time, I'm making the 100,000 subscribers, which is... It's fucking ridiculous, guys. Top 1%. I never thought that we would be here at all, ever in my life. And it is ridiculous, man. It is just ridiculous. It is completely ridiculous. I can't say it over and over again. I really do appreciate you guys. And it's been a long journey. So the next step is 150,000 subscribers. And it's going to be a very, very fair journey. So that's all I got for today. I was going to make this a lot longer of a podcast, but... I think I'm going to go ahead and keep it short. If you guys want to hear a longer podcast, then, you know, let me know if that's something that you want to hear. I do appreciate every single one of you guys. And uh, I'll catch you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening.